This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 86 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network, the Big Boot Show. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Equestrian Collections brings the whole universe of equestrian shopping to your fingertips. Visit them at equestriancollections.com. And also the Barnworks, marketing services for equestrians. Visit them at thebarnworks.com. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the stable, it's every week. They'll bring you the news through hell, hot water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. Sit on down and laugh till your poop cause it's time again for Stable Scoop. Stable Scoop. Stable Scoop. Stable Scoop. This is Glenn the Geek. And this is Alina B. <laughs> and you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. <laughs> All right, I'll let you recover here, Helena. I have a little music for you about today's show. Last time you heard this. I love that song. Where you shouldn't have been a messin'. And now someone else is getting all your best. These boots are made for walking. And that's just what they'll do. One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. Well, there you go. That sort of goes with today's themes. That's the closest I could come up with. It did. That's pretty good, and it put me in a good mood. Yeah, I'm wiggling I love that. in my That's chair. Nancy Sinatra, by the way, 1966. And you know, and everybody listening to this episode is going to have that song stuck in their head for the next week, and they're going to go, "Where did I get that from?" <laughs> that is an addictive one, though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, and you know, I didn't realize that. Um, who was it that just did a new? Ver- Jessica Simpson did a new version of that. Oh, I had a hit song with that too, but uh, I like the old one, so I love the. Yeah, old yeah, you, I like that '60s twang. You yeah. get, you get going there. So there you go. Well, now I guess we should tell everybody that uh, the show's about boots. <clears throat> yes, horse boots, horse boots, and it's funny because you know I I'm kind of a doofus. I I, I look through these catalogs, these you know um, horse products, tack catalogs, whatever, and I, I'm a little. I wish that I had a reason to put boots on my horse because it looks like there are so many great types of boots there are so many neat colors and materials and reasons for horses to wear boots um, and i don't understand even a fraction of them so today we're going to talk to um dr jolene elston and she's from professionals choice who is one of the leading manufacturers of horse boots and, and we're going to learn a little bit about everything that that horse boots can do for you and and do you and your horse need them well, that's exciting. You know, I actually did use uh, Professional's Choice boots on my pony when, when I was driving my pony years ago. What kind of boots? Uh, we used the Professional's Choice SMB boots. The the, the supportive yep. 
Yep, yeah. because she needed that that kind of support. She was kind of an older pony, and uh, we used her for driving. And they, that's the only reason she could keep going is because of those boots. And it, it's interesting that you picked boots as a topic this week, and Professional's Choice specifically, because, of course, Professional's Choice is uh, the choice of most Western riders. And, of course, we had a couple of Western shows here. Yes, we did. We did. They have a nice balance of products, though. I mean, um, and that's kind of what I'm interested in learning is um, what type of athletic um, work uh, that that a horse is in, which boots are appropriate for which type of athletic work a horse is in, um, and and how different Western riding is from, from English riding when it comes to support boots. Well, you know, and I do, uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to steal a little bit here and make an announcement today Ooh. that within the next two to three weeks, we are going to have our first Western show on the network. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, with, I know. With our, my two new favorite hosts. That's correct. If everybody remembers, in episode 84, a couple weeks ago, we did a show about barrel racing in the WPRA, the Women's Professional Rodeo Association. And we had Alan Moorhead, who was the announcer and the guy with the really deep voice. And then we also had Jimmy K. Davis, who was the past president of the Rodeo Association. Well, they have both now agreed to become the, the co-hosts of the new Western show. What are we going to call the, the show? It's the westernradioshow.com. Okay. It's uh, very simple. You know, we'd like to keep our names simple so <laughs> yes. that people know it's like eventing radio show, dressage radio show. Well, this is going to be a very general Western show covering many, many topics. And so it's the westernradioshow.com. That's fun. They were really fun to, to talk with and to listen to. I, I'm excited. I will tune in. I know. Yeah. I can't wait. I told them that we want to be on their show. <laughs> so, I know. We made them promise. And they did <laughs> if you get the job, would... you have to have us <laughs> on right. as guests. <laughs> and she, uh, I had a long conversation with them both the other day, and, and they're just delightful, and they've already got 50 ideas of guests, and you know they're already making phone calls. So that should be starting in the next, I would say, three to four weeks probably. And we will make that announcement, of course, have them on and, and chat with them again about when, as soon as they get their show up and running. So that's the Western Radio Show. It will be, it's not yet, but it will be at westernradioshow.com. So I'm very excited about that. We've had so many requests for a Western show. And we've been trying to do more Western on ours here, yeah. uh, but theirs will be dedicated to it. Yeah. <laughs> the world is going Western. It feels like the world is going Western. We I, just get so excited about it. Well, you know what, too? They're a fun group. Uh, just like last week, we did the drill team show, which was a lot of fun. You know, they're inviting us to go down there. And then I found out after, you know, we've, we got that invitation to go down there and, and spend yeah. a couple of days with, the, with them during that national competition, the Super Ride. And then I found out that Alan Moorhead, who's the one we just talked about, going to be the new co-host of the Western Show, is announcing that one. Oh! Yes. Are you going to go? Are you going to go? <laughs> I know, I should, I should. And barbecue and brisket. I need to see you again, again. Because every show, if I don't mention food, you're disappointed. So all about the food. <laughs> it's all about the food. Speaking, now, we're recording this on April 1st, and we're recording it a little bit early. And you have had the her most horrendous rain ever in Rhode Island. Are you, are you still there? I, yeah, I'm still here. And it, where we are, I, for whatever reason, I think probably because the, the we're, we're essentially at sea level here, all of the water in my town drains right into the ocean. So... I, I don't think we had as we were as backed up as the rest of Rhode Island, or even I was up on the North Shore of Boston yesterday. They are they have flooding as bad as the 2005 Mother's Day storms. Um, 
that was I mean, the, the rivers were just up over their banks and in people's basements and um, there were ducks in places the ducks just had no right to be. Uh, but Rhode Island, I think the the worst thing about Rhode Island is the Pawtuxet River. Yes, um, yeah. <clears throat> that came up and over its banks and all the communities around there. So, but you know where I am, I, like I said, this we did. Grace and I were coming back from shopping the other day. To you know, we were driving down a few streets and we had to stop, back up, go the other way because we couldn't get through. And I know so, my brother's over in eastern Connecticut, or in yeah, in eastern Connecticut, not too far from you actually. And uh, they were having horrendous flooding. He's a fireman, and he hasn't been home for two days. I mean, they've been out rescuing people and uh-huh. all kinds of things. Mm. Yeah, it's, uh, but the, the sun is out today. It's about 60 degrees. It's gorgeous. And, you know, at least on our property, wherever there were puddles and ponds, that seems to be all absorbed. I was afraid the ocean would be lapping at your door there. You know, it, it, it driving past, like, any any saltwater or brackish areas where the, the ocean actually meets, I don't want to say the ocean meets freshwater, but... Um, where the ocean comes inland a little bit and you can see where the tide is high and low. I, I didn't notice that being affected by the rains. I'm sure it has, but I, I don't know. There's some kind of, <laughs> and me, the environmental science major, <laughs> I really know what I'm talking about. Um, so it's not bad. you have a trip coming up too, don't you? I'm going to Aiken for the first time ever. Oh, really? I am beside myself with excitement. We should tell people that where Aiken is. Aiken is in South Carolina, and it's turning out to be the the hub of um, horsey life in the American South. And are you going down there shopping? I'm going shopping. Um, You know me, I can't do just one thing, so I'm multitasking. I have family that lives in Columbia, which is not too far from Aiken, so we're going to see some family. Um, My husband and daughter are coming with me, and then I'm going to hop on over to Aiken and uh, (laughs) try some horses. Uh There you go. You're going to see our friend Craig Thompson? I am, yes. Are you really? Craig and Sarah, yes, yes. They've done some really cool things with Shadow Lane Farm. Um, You know, in in addition to Craig being a phenomenal three-day eventer, um, he's also quite the farmer. Huh. And uh, they've, yeah. they. I can't see Craig out there in the tractor with his big straw hat. Oh, oh yeah. He's out there with pigs and chickens. Really? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, they're um, they're becoming Shadow Lane Farm is becoming quite popular down in South Carolina. Not only for, like I said, for for Craig's accomplishments as an inventor, but um, for the produce that they're creating on their farm. It is all about color this spring at Equestrian Collections. That's right. Fun colors are all the trend in the spring equestrian apparel lines with pinks, blues, and teals leading the way. Lots of colors and coordinates with leading manufacturers like Iridian, Carrots, Ariat, and Equine Couture, to just name a few. You can find thousands of options for your spring riding wardrobe or casual wardrobe at equestriancollections.com. And don't forget to use the coupon code HORSERADIO, that's HORSERADIO, all one word, in the coupon code section when you check out, and you'll get $10 off your next order of $120 or more at equestriancollections.com. So, all right, well, we should probably get to our guest today, shouldn't we? Yes, we should. Um, all right. So, so you, you want to do introduce here? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we have Dr. Jolene Elston, and she's part of the R&D team at Professionals Choice. And I'll tell you a little bit about uh, her. She started riding before the age of five, so she's one of those uh, uh, early starters. She got her first pony when she was eight years old. Uh, she has an, 
quite a pretty impressive riding resume that includes accomplishments in the United States Pony Club. She's achieved her silver and bronze medals in the U.S. Dressage Federation, and she competed as an alternate on the Region 7 Young Riders team. Uh, Dr. Elson has set her focus on dedicating her life to the equine performance world. In her teens, she became a technician at a small animal hospital and moved on to a five-year technician spot at the renowned San Luis Rey Equine Hospital. She received her bachelor's degree at Washington State in biology and zoology, and then her doctorate from Washington State University Veterinary School. Uh, Following her doctorate, she accepted an internship position um, at the highly acclaimed Pioneer Equine Hospital in Oakdale, California. So at this point, she knows what she's she's doing. I think she's probably qualified. In uh, 2007, Dr. Elston joined the practice of Large Animal Veterinary Associates in San Diego, California, where she continues to practice. Um, she has a specific interest in lameness issues and performance horse medicine, um, and now she's recently joined the team at Professionals Choice. So we're going to talk to her about uh, boots, horse boots, why they're needed, um, when, and, and how to find the right ones for you and your horse. All right, great. Well, let's get her on the phone. So welcome, Dr. Jolene Elston. We're very happy to have you with us today. Thank you so much for having us. Now, you'll have to forgive me. I mean, Glenn, you definitely have to forgive because, like you said, he really doesn't know anything about horse boots. And I know very little because my horses have never actually needed boots that I know of. Um, So we're hoping that you can guide us through um, some of the professional's choice products, as well as boots in general and why horses need them and and how you can figure out whether or not your horse needs them. And we went to the Professional's Choice website and went through um, some of your products, and I picked out the ones that um, some I knew about and some I I didn't know about. And so we have this little list that we can go over. Um, Are you willing to to give this a try with us? Absolutely. Okay. Um, The first thing we're going to talk about are these, they're called leather protection boots. And... um, they, they look pretty fancy. I think I've seen some dressage riders using them, but um, what are they? What do they do? And who needs them? All right. So let's just start off saying I think everybody needs boots. Uh, I ride horses all four legs booted up. My young horses, even turned out in pasture, are going out for their initial time with boots out in turnout. We are warming up, cooling down, doing all of our work in boots. So I think everybody should be booted just protection-wise. So if we're starting off with this leather protection boot, this is more similar to our splint boot. It's just a basic interference-type boot. It's not as much support for it, but it does have this nice leather outer that conforms the leg and some ultra-shock padding and dense fleece, which allows a lot of protection just from the thickness, from interference, when they're working. A lot of dressage riders do really like these before shows just because they're real fast to get on and off right before classes for your grooms to help you out. I probably have most people using them for light work, nothing high strain, um, but I think a little better than a basic split boot for sure. So, And what do you mean when you say interference? Uh, when I'm talking about interference, these are more like just from legs horses brushing or hitting their own legs when they're moving by traveling too close. Also, a lot of jumper-type people like these boots if they hit a rail, you know, or people with cattle or anything else, just just general from blunt trauma, either from the horse or from um, rails or other things like that. 
And I guess the next step up from those in your lineup would be your, what I, what I, I don't know if it is or not, but what I would guess would be your most popular boots is the SMB boots, which I've used in the past. And, and you see with a lot of the Western rider, everybody uses SMB boots. Yeah, they're pretty popular now. Yeah, and that's your sports medicine boot, I should qualify. Yep, that's actually our, the best-selling product that we have. Um, it's actually my favorite. We do have an, an updated Ventec, but the reason that these SMB sports medicine boots are so much better is just because they have this, this strap down around the fetlock and actually really supports all those flexor tendons. When horses actually bear weight, that fetlock drops down and actually all those tendons and ligaments are stretching. So this actually really protects that drop and gives the, all those tendons a lot of support. The strap here comes right down under the fetlock, and so all that dropping action is really decreased. So Now, who do you recommend them for? Is this an everybody boot, or is this for specific? This is an a- absolute everybody boot. I think that the biggest reason to wear a boot is to protect your tendons and ligaments. And to me, these other boots that are just are not going below the fetlock aren't really protecting the strain from hard work or, you know, deep footing or things like that. These are actually keeping you from this medial to lateral, like a strained sprain from taking an uneven step, all those collateral ligaments. And then I got to say, you know, for my people that are, like my dressage, people really sitting down and doing these piaf dressage or pirouette type work, they are really taxing these suspensory ligaments and branches. And this suspensory, this lower strap just comes up at this perfect 45 degree angle and really kind of mirrors those suspensory ligaments. So I think it's a great design. It's been imitated by a lot of people, but I think the, the great thing about this professional choice is that they have a patent on this limestone polyurethane, uh, limestone neoprene, and that's versus other companies that actually use a polyurethane. Polyurethane is more of a plastic, and they tend to crack and tear. I have a pair of SMBs I brought into a meeting here, and they were 18 years old, so I mean, <laughs> they just last. I, I have a trouble throwing them out, so I use them for other things, like ice scoops or, you know, can't get, can't get rid of them. So. And these so are the ones that all the rodeo guys use, right? Yep. You'll probably see them on all the Western performance. And I'm actually a dressage rider, and I've always kept my horses booted in these boots, and we're, we're trying to help inform more the English society about what great boots they are. There's been some concern in the English society that, you know, they're not going to be as breathable or not as flexible. So they've come out with a new Ventec design. Ventec design is a ventilated uh, material. that it's Actually, the neoprene is ventilated, and they have perforated ultrashock lining on these boots. So they do add a little more flex. Some of our jumpers are concerned that you're not going to get um, enough flexion in the fetlock when you're coming over fences. So this has a higher cut in the front, and it's a little more contoured. It has a little more give, so better fit. It's not as people are concerned about heat. I've never noticed a problem with heat, but if people have concerns over heat, these vents help the breathability a little bit. And we found that no dirt is penetrating them, so they're kind of great. But, yeah, it's absolutely... I'd say all the Western performance trainers, cutters are showing in these professional choice boots, and we're trying to keep our English society informed that this is a great way to go. And we've actually shown that this, uh, that this material does absorb 26% of the energy from impact. 
So if you think about coming over fences or things like that, that's huge. And I'm sure you guys have all seen those pictures of a horse jumping on a fence and landing on those front legs. And oh, I know. To drop close to the ground. And even if you could just even get a couple pounds of weight off that front end, I think that's huge and decreasing all your strain and potential tears. Little strains end up accumulating over time and end up with these injuries. So, And the tendons are so prone to injury because there's such a small cross-sectional area for all this weight of the horse. So to me, anything you can do to help give a little extra support goes a long way, keeps horses in work longer. So I'm a big fan. Well, what would you, would you say that these boots are appropriate for a horse who say, like, you know, there are lots of horses that come off the track and, and they, they have these new careers as jumpers or, or hunters or whatever. Um, and a lot of times they do come off the track with some soft tissue injuries. Would you recommend this kind of boot um, in helping them get back, you know, as they regain their strength, as they're healing? How would this boot or this type of boot um, play in that type of transition? This boot actually is going to be huge in any underlying tendon injury. The problem with tendon injuries is that they heal with scar tissue, not the nice elastic collagen. So it's very prone to re-injury. So that actually is, I think, a reason why professional choice gets a lot of people coming back to their product or starting to use their product is after they have horses with injury, they look for the professional choice because it does give that extra support to all the flexors and tendons. So that is a huge market that we see. But I prefer if people start with these boots so we don't end up with the tendon ligament injury. But absolutely, you're going to see less re-injury with this type of supportive boot. So. No, you know, this is this is a question that taps into your your education, your medical background. What percentage, it, or is there a percentage that you can say um, the scar tissue that that soft scar tissue is weaker than the original healthy tissue? Did is there are there studies that prove how how much weaker it is once it's injured? Uh, it's not necessarily the weakness; it's just it doesn't it never it doesn't heal with the same tissue. It usually tendons are crimped. They don't, they're just a lot of fiber packets that are very regularly arranged. So healing, they, they don't heal. They heal with a, a, a kind of fiber cartilage or scar. So it tends to just tear around the edges. It's almost like putting a metal staple in a leather belt. So it's just going to want to tear around the edges of that, that scar tissue. I don't necessarily have a percentage, but it's not, it is not the same, the same tendon. It's just weaker and, and generally not as it, it can't withstand yeah, the, the same scar, type. The scar heals with is actually rigid. It doesn't give, it doesn't have the crimping and the elasticity, so it doesn't stretch at all. So it just wants to tear around, and that's the, that's the big problem with tendon injuries. Okay. Gotcha. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Do we worry about, uh, can, I, can I throw this in here? Do we worry about people um, using boots to mask symptoms when they shouldn't be? You know, when they shouldn't be doing taking the horse into that particular discipline at that time or that activity at that time, are, are we worried about the boots actually, you know, aiding them in using the horse further than they should? I don't know if I asked that right. Well, I guess I see what you're saying. If the horse has an underlying lameness issue, always a thorough veterinary examination, lameness exam is always indicated because tendon injuries 
a lot of pain goes away after inflammation is gone, but the horse still has that hole or tear in the tendon. So mm-hmm. obviously, boots are never going to are never going to um, I guess be the next step in a I guess the horse becoming sound again. You, you would use the boots in your work with your rehab program that your veterinarian's already predefined. Not so as not a rehab program. Back they're not work with with the boot. You're going to gradually load that structure and get back to work over months. But definitely the boot could prevent strain that would be more prone to re-injure that tendon. So when you're coming back to work with the boot on, it's just a little more supportive, so less likely to let that horse take that those bad steps to put that extra strain that's going to let it re-tear. So more of a prevention of further injury. Probably the most common tendon injury is just swelling in the tendon or, you know, tendonitis or desmitis, and a little inflammation in the tendon can lead to tearing because the structures aren't able to move in a nice aligned fiber pattern. So just having these boots on can decrease the strain that causes inflammation that causes the holes and the tears in the future. So just kind of keeps everything happier and quieter. But definitely not, not to not have an exam or not to, you know, mask anything. So... We like happier and quieter. <laughs> that's, what, that's what we yeah, strive that's, for. <laughs> give the tendons a personality there. That's uh, Helene and Zai's motto. It's just happy and quiet. Uh, yep. That's not the way so we like quiet, actually. We've never been accused of being quiet, either that's one of true. us. That's true. Yeah. Um, all right. So now I have the next question is, um, there are bell boots and there are overreach boots. And I know that you guys carry both. Um, what's the difference between the two? And, and let's talk about them. How, when would we use either one? I think that the boots become a little bit of a personal preference. I think they're both wonderful products because they have um, this, you know, professional's choice ultra shock type material. The ballistic overreach has an added benefit of it has a molded area in the back heel area with their special ballistic material. It's bulletproof. That is. Sorry, what was that? I said it's bulletproof. Ballistic bulletproof? No, yeah, it... it's the same material that says <laughs> as Kevlar. Yep. Is it really? Same I was just joking. <laughs> nope, it's the same material. So okay. if you think about when those horses are overreaching, like a hind foot comes up and clips a front heel, the uh, ballistic right there at the heel is actually molded around right there in the base of the heel so the boot doesn't spin around and it adds that extra protection right there at the heel where they really need it so if they're hitting it'll absorb a lot more i still have a lot of clients that love just the standard bell boots just i think for ease of application or fit but you know um, I think this ballistic overreach boot just has added benefit. It doesn't spin. So you're not going to have rub marks or sores that may happen with other products. And there is just that added protection of this thicker ballistic material right there at the heel exactly where you need it. That, you know, I'm looking at these and I'm thinking about the, the regular rubber bell boots and how much they spin and one side gets flipped upside down and, they, and they're just a great big mess. And these look, the overreach boots look a little bit more, because they're molded, um, it looks almost like they'd be more effective at their job yeah. of protecting. Is, is that, do you find that to be the case? I, I truly feel that these ballistic overreach boots are much more protective. And because they don't move, it's, I mean, everything is right where you need it. 
And even Professionals Choices Standard Quick Wrap Boot is better than your average plastic bell boot because it just has that nice shock-absorbing material versus a thin layer of plastic that's just pretty much going to keep you from getting a, pretty much a cut on your heel. You can still get contusions and swelling from a plastic bell boot, whereas these other have, you know, the ultra-shock material really absorbs the impact. So, absolutely. Okay, so that's, so that's the, okay, now, um, <laughs> when would you know that for, for overreach boots, would you put them on horses that overreach all the time, sometimes, even if you've never seen it before? Would you so recommend? I put it on all horses all the time. I personally don't have horses that overreach, but if you think about almost any event you do, you have a potential for horses stepping on themselves, youngsters being trained that don't know where their feet are. Uh, you think about, like, my dressage horse doing movements that are lateral, stepping over themselves. If they take a misstep, they'll end up stepping on themselves. Jumpers hitting rails. I mean, there's so many, I think, trail horses. Every time I go on trail, I'm wearing these boots. So if they're stepping on rocks or other things that can protect them. Out here in Southern California, people like the boots for protection against snake bites even. I mean, simple things like that. So I would I would put them on any horse when they're out, turn out or being worked just for the protection. A lot of people also like them to keep shoes on. There's a lot of you know, horses that are fit really full at the heel or may have therapeutic shoes on and the bell boots can keep horses' shoes on too. So how do they do that? They they prevent the hind foot from stepping on the back of the shoe, the, the front shoe? Yep, and, and or the other front foot from coming over and stepping on the inside of that front shoe and bending a, a shoe. So either way, I love them. I don't have overreaching horses, and they're always in bell boots. Okay. So if you are someone who, um, let, let's say you're, you know, you're just not a big boot fan and, and sort of less is more, but you, what would you say, if your horse does this, then I definitely recommend boots. If you can, if you're hand walking your horse or when you work your horse, if you hear that clicking sound of them actually hitting, or if you've noticed they get nicks on their heel bulbs or other things, that's a really good spot. I've, I've actually had to take proud flesh or that extra granulation tissue off of heel bulbs just from a silly overreach wound. So um, I, definitely if you have an abrasion, a laceration, if you hear that clicking sound when they're walking, if you're having trouble with pulled shoes, those are absolutely horses that I put them on. You can also watch a horse from the front, and if you see that they're um, traveling closely, almost brushing because of how close they move, those would also be big candidates. Okay. All right. Let's. right. Um, I'm getting such an education here. Okay, so moving on to... Um, now, there may be some overlap here because, you know, what I'm going to ask you about next is the competitor splint boots or splint boots in general. Um, they may do the same thing as the the leather protection boots. I'm not sure. Um, what do they do, and, and how might they be different from the other boots we've talked about so far? Yeah, to me, that these splint boots, they're another, they're not as supportive because we don't have that drop below the fetlock. We don't have that nice suspensory-type strap here. They're just a basic interference boot again, just light protection. I think for people, they like these because they're really easy to get on and off very fast. They're very flexible. They don't slip. I think that you're going to get 
more protection against this interference or just confusion from the leather protection boot just from the extra fleece and extra padding. But, you know, traditionally, a lot of people are really, really used to these split boots with this just a little extra leather on the inside of the leg. You see these all the time. So I mean, just buying the pro-choice version of it, you're better off because their neoprene is limestone, so they're going to last longer. But to me, they're just a light work, easy on and off. I, I, you know, I wouldn't do any really hard work, maybe just lunging or light turnout or something like that. So... Okay, so now, to the leather protection boots. The leather protection boots just going to be a step up from that. Okay, so I'm looking at, and no, forgive me, because I'm looking at, at the splint boots, and I see so many people or so many horses with um with these on. the The interference that we're talking about, because these have it looks like they have the the protection on the inside of the leg. So when a horse is is moving, um. I mean, it looks like there's a fair amount of, obviously, if they're, you know, if they're not completely crooked, it looks like there's a fair amount of space or width between the two front legs. How often is it, how does it happen that they interfere, which I'm guessing you mean is they they hit the opposite leg with the front hoof. Um, So that's like interference from their own body, which... Yes. So, you know, interference, in other words, being hit with like brush or jumps or rocks, that makes total sense. But interfering with themselves, you know, with their own feet, how yeah, does that so it, could be as basic, it could be as basic as their anatomy. They're narrow horses. They did toe out or toe in conformation. So they wing or paddle. So they're, they have an abnormal foot flight. It doesn't yep. track a straight line. That's possible. Other things are for work, like if you're Western performance people, spinning, you're crossing over your front leg, so you're more prone, and that's at a speed, too, so you're more prone to come over that front and hit. Same thing with my, you know, anyone that's doing any lateral work, so the, the dressage people, half-pass, leg yield, you know, shoulder in, haunches in, you're not really tracking in a straight line, so you're more prone to step on yourself that way, and then obviously defenses and all the rest of that. But I mean, sliding stop too, and you know those back feet are coming up really close to front feet, and you name it, polo. Think about all those mallets and hooves flying. So oh, there's a please. lot of a lot of. <laughs> I'm thinking bubble wrap for that. <laughs> yeah, we do need some bubble wrap. So. And, and Dr. Elson, I know that you also have there in the room with you, you have Michelle Scott, is that right? We do. I'm and, here. Hey, Hi. Michelle, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Okay. Now, I know that uh, it was your dad, actually, that that founded uh, Professional's Choice, right? That's correct. And now, you're, you're are you full-time with the company now? Because I know you have a little other thing you do, too. Yes, I am full time now with the company, and uh, I do have I do have a side job as well. <laughs> yeah, when do you have time for your side job? We should. Why don't you tell everybody what your little side job is? Uh, I, I'm an author. I am a mystery author, and um, I write a couple of mystery series. So, when do I have time to do that? These well, let, days? let's not underplay that. You do the Wine Lovers mystery series, don't you? Yes, I did the Wine Lovers mystery series, which is very popular. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 been a it's been a fun series to write. I write that series, and I write also a horse lovers mystery series um, that has been pretty popular as well. Um, when I'm writing these days, it's usually at night and on the weekend. So I'm I'm here full time, and I try to get my writing in 
in the evening and on the weekend. But, you know, I also have a little girl. Uh, I have three kids, but my youngest is very involved with Pony Club and eventing. And um, so it's just, I just try to make time for all of it. It just fits in where it can. Yeah, I was going to say, because, you know, writing is such a, are, are you one of those people that needs absolute quiet when you're, I guess you'd never get that, would you? No, no. I've been writing for years. I, um, and, and like I said, I have three kids. So when I was writing as a, when they were little kids, there's never any peace and quiet. So I've, I've really learned to work with noise quite well. I guess so. <laughs> so yeah. let's, let's talk about the future here. Are, is there new things coming in boots? Are there new boots coming down the pike here in the next year or two that are using new technology and that kind of thing? Well, look, we, we always have new stuff coming on board. Um, right now, we are working closely with uh, Gina Miles, who won the silver medal in oh, Beijing. Yeah. She's been on the show a couple times, yep. Yep, and uh, so we're working with her on actually putting a bit line together. And, oh, um, really? Yeah, and I'm looking at doing a, a, um, a, a combined training type of boot. Um, we, we, we really believe that what the sports medicine boot does and the elite boot does is what every horse needs. But um, sometimes convincing everybody out there that that's the case isn't always easy. So we're really happy to have Dr. Elston on board with this because um, she's been a huge fan of ours since she was a kid, we found out. So. <laughs> um, well, but well, we always... I have new developments and new things going on around here. Well, you know what? Having Gina on the team isn't a bad thing either. No, Gina, she's delightful and a lot of fun to work with. Well, that's great. Now, how long has Professional's Choice been around? We've been in business for 35 years now. I was going to say, you've so been in we've business been around. For... We really, uh, uh, I, would, I would have to say that my parents started the uh, the industry. I mean, for for leg care with horses, they really um, they really there wasn't there. You didn't have this kind of protection for horses 35 years ago. Right. So um, it's been an it's been an evolutionary process, and you know now a lot of people have jumped on the bandwagon, but we are the original. We are the best, and there are many reasons behind that. We do a lot of research and development. Nothing goes out of here without extensive uh, studies and testing, and uh, really going through a whole process before we put anything on the shelf. And, and as we talked about earlier, you've been. It's. I think that especially SMBs and and some of the other boots have been more accepted in the Western side. But I start to. I'm starting to see a lot more of them on the English side as well. Yeah, especially in the eventing world. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. You're. You're. And I think you're going to see more of that. We're putting. Uh, we're putting more focus in those areas. And um, every, a horse is a horse. They all. I don't care what they do, discipline wise. They've got four legs. They need protection. Um, and our belief around here is every horse needs our, our product. And, and our, 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 real, our basic philosophy is that we, we set out to make the horse more comfortable um, and to have their careers long laster. And we just, we just really want to see the life of the horse be an easier life because, let's face it, they weren't put here to do some of the things we have them do, you know, and, and they're our partners in life. And so we... We're really, um, obviously, pro-horses around here. <laughs> well, I have to say, I drove my pony up to the age of 30, and I think that part of the reason that we could do that was SMB boots. Uh, she wore SMB boots every time we drove her, and, you know, she took us on some long trips. We belonged to a carriage club at that time. And, uh, you know, I, that was 20 years ago. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, so, so, and I'm sure you get thousands of those stories every day. We do. We, we, we really do. Um, it's, it's very rewarding to hear stuff like that and, and we hear it often. Um, so it's it's great great to be involved in and working closely uh, with with my dad and 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 being here every day now um, just because of what we do for horses. Well, that's great, and we're also going to do we're also going to put in our show notes a link to to Amazon to your books too. Oh, thank you. Because yeah. <laughs> <'Cause, 'cause laughs> that's, that's just kind of cool. After we buy nine or ten for ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> And you know what? It's nice to know too that there you you don't need a um, a specific reason to put these supportive boots on your horse, other than it's a good preventative measure. You know, it just just because you don't need them doesn't mean you don't need them. <laughs> well, yeah, everybody needs them. I mean, in all honesty, look at how sort much of like husbands, huh, Helena? Exactly, like yeah. husbands. <laughs> it's it's kind of like you wouldn't send a runner out with tennis shoes on. You know, I right. mean, with good shoot so that's that's the way i look at it uh it's, it's dressing them correctly right they're doing things that they they weren't designed gen- genetically designed to do so we kind of have to make some accommodations for their bodies yep well that's great guys you know it's good to talk to you actually i was in the retail business for a long time and we sold a lot of your boots so uh it, it, it's nice to actually get you on the air here and, and chat about them a little bit and they what's your website address it is, uh, so it's www.profchoice.com. So P-R-O-F as in Frank, choice.com. And you guys also are active on Facebook. Yes, we are. I follow- active on Facebook and active on Twitter. I follow you both places, so I, I get your updates all the time, and you, you do a great job on your Facebook page. I got to get That's, there. <laughs> well, look for we're actually uh, in the process of uh, putting a blog together. So you'll see probably Dr. Elston doing some blogging and uh, some of our endorsees and, and a variety of things that are going to go out on the blog. So we'll be posting that on Facebook when, when that, that goes live, which should be pretty soon. And you can just search for Professionals Choice on Facebook and find their fan page. Yeah, so that's great. Well, we appreciate you being on, and we'll, we'll have you back again sometime when we're talking more about boots. And actually, we're, we just announced today that we're going to be starting our first Western show. Uh, it's called the Western Radio Show, and that'll be starting in the middle of April. We have two fantastic hosts that are going to be hosting that, so I'm sure they'll be having you on here at one point or another. That would be great. We, we really appreciate you having us on as well. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Well, there, do you feel more educated now, Helena? I do, but I could go on for, you know, another two hours. I, uh, <laughs> I have to know, like, if she could just make a video for me, that would be great. That would be great. But I do, I do feel, um, you know, I always wondered why everybody has these, these boots on. And, and I like the idea of pre- prevention and support. I really do. Right. I really do. And I, because I'm like the less is more type of person, but... You know, I think it was Michelle had a point, great point in that we are make we are asking horses to do things that they are not naturally designed to do. So we do have to accommodate that. And I think a supportive boot makes great sense. Um, and I'm totally about you know I don't even like to take aspirin. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, just go au naturel. But um, I, she's really opened my mind to this uh, the supportive boot idea. And so I, I feel better. And, you know, I don't think people realize that uh, how popular her wine, uh, wine Lover's Mystery Series is. I have never heard of it it's before. It's huge. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. Uh, she has a good thing going there. <laughs> I have to, I'll have to tell Peter about that. Yeah, yeah. She, and, you know, she, I've never read one of her books, but I've definitely heard of them. 
Okay. Yeah, so that's great. Well, that's neat that you were able to get them on and to talk a little bit about that. We hope everybody has learned a little bit. You can find links to all these products with pictures and everything in our show notes at StableScoop.com. And episode number 86. We're going to be at 100 soon. We're going to have to have a party or something. Oh, my. That's, uh, what, 14 weeks away? End of the summer? Maybe at the end of the summer, yeah. That'd oh, maybe we'll have to come out to Kentucky for a 100th episode. I know, that'd be great. Perfect excuse. We could, we could have a party. Okay. We'll have to find an exotic location to record. We'll do an off-site. Oh, what, again, you introducing the degree of gift difficulty. <laughs> like, it's not hard enough for me to get out there. <laughs> it wasn't hard enough to reach 100 episodes. we got to go do it from a cliff. <laughs> That's right. The natural bridge here in Kentucky. We'll run an extension cord about a mile up the hill there. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just send smoke signals. Podcast the old-fashioned way. <laughs> all right. Very good. Well, this has been fun. You can find all of the links to our uh, iTunes and Zoom and all that stuff on the website as well. Our contact link is there. One thing we want to know, and we really want you to take a minute to write to us, uh, you can find the contact link on the website at StableScoop.com. We want to know when you listen. Do you listen when you're cleaning stalls? Do you listen when you're driving? Do you listen at work? Are you supposed to listen at work? Are you not allowed to listen at work but do anyway? You know, when, when do you listen? In the morning when you're having your coffee? We want to know when you listen. So drop us an email. We'd love to hear from you about when you listen. And, of course, you can follow us at Twitter at Horse Radio and Helena at... Helena underscore B-E-E. All right. And be sure to check out all the other great shows on the network at horseradionetwork.com. Well, we're going to be back again next week, Helena. With the mystery scoop. Well, that was pretty good. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a wrap, I think. It's okay. Yeah. Let's go eat some lunch. Okay. You know, back to food again. (laughs) Yes, always. 